Praise the Lord, everybody. Um, we honor God for an opportunity to be in his house. Um, as co-pastor said, I had oral surgery, and between she and my mama, they were trying to talk me out of either not preaching today, because I still have um, issues, um, that post-surgery, um, you know, situation, soreness and stitches and those kind of things. So they were afraid that I was going to get up here and do too much and go to preaching and mess something up, test something out. <laughs> and so um, I kind of tossed back and forward. She said that she would preach today. Uh, my mama said, if you get up, don't say a whole lot. Uh, but uh, I'm in the Lord's house, and I'm going to do what the Lord wants. And so, um, as you know, we have been on a series this this well, for the past few months on exponential, and I'm going to continue on that wise. But as I was on my way to church, the Lord instructed me to do something that has scared me to death. He said, stand up and preach and don't take nothing with you. And so I'm up here with no notes, no nothing, and um, I'm going to let God do what he does. Um, yeah, if you notice, I always have PowerPoint. Minister Byron has instructions to put up. Um, give me Numbers chapter 13 start at verse 30. I'm just going to use that verse. Um, and so we're going to minister the word of the Lord for the few minutes that we have together, and then we're going to um, partake of the Lord's body and blood. Amen? Amen. Um, Numbers chapter 13, verse 30, you will find these words. And Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said to them, let us go up at once, for we are well able to overcome it. That's enough for the word for the scripture of today. Let us go up at once, for we are well able hmm, to overcome come it. I want to talk about don't let temporary circumstances debilitate you. Don't let temporary circumstances debilitate you. Look at your neighbor and encourage them and tell them do not let temporary circumstances to debilitate, to debilitate you. Father God, I thank you, God. I'm trusting you right here, right now. Do what you do, say what you say, and we'll give you the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Do not let temporary circumstances debilitate you. Um, this week uh, has been a debilitating week for me. Um, uh, at the beginning of the week, I noticed that I had some irregularities in my mouth, and they were causing me pain, causing me problems. And I mentioned it to my wife, and she um, said, well, you need to go to a dentist. And most of the time, as a man that goes in one ear and out of the other, um, you know, I hear her and I understand her concern and I appreciate that concern, but I'm going to do what I want to do. Mm -hmm. Call it hard-headed if you will, but I'm going to do what I didn't ask you to say, man, there. I'll give you an opportunity when the time comes. <laughs> but uh, I decided I will listen to her and I called the dentist. And I guess it shocked her because I was so adamant about going. And so I went to the dentist and he told me I had an issue and um, there was nothing that they could do. There was something that they could do, but it would only be temporary. And so um, I told him, yank it. And so he uh, said, he said, okay, we will do that, but we cannot do that today. 
And so I had to go another day with the issue in my mouth until the next day when the surgeon who does that kind of procedure would be in. And so on the following day I went and they did the procedure and um, it, it, it debilitated me because the medication that I had to take had me high. I couldn't go nowhere, I couldn't drive, I couldn't do anything. So I was debilitated at home. I couldn't leave, I couldn't do anything. Uh, and so the very next day I had plans to get up, go to work, continue my regular routine. And when I lifted my head up off the bed, uh, my brain still was on the pillow. And so I said, well, don't look like I'm going nowhere today. And so I stayed home another day. And, and so on Friday, I made up in my mind, I'm going to work. I went to work and worked all day and did my regular routine and then woke up on yesterday and my tooth woke up before I did or where my tooth was woke up before I did and so for the last yesterday and even as I'm talking right now um, there is an issue going on in my mouth I guess too much air whatever has gotten in it and is doing what it does mm -hmm. and so uh, I, I, I have been debilitated now this is the thing I love to stand here each and every Sunday morning that is my greatest joy to be able to stand here and minister and preach and if anything that comes upon me me that hinders that it bothers me mm. it's bothering me um, right now that I feel like I'm unable to preach to the capacity or to the level that I desire to because of a temporary situation although I have stitches in my mouth even right now I do understand that the removal of them has already been scheduled Mm -hmm. They have already uh, put it on the books when I'm supposed to show up to have them removed and I can continue to do what I do. Although I know it's temporary, it's still debilitating. Mm -hmm. What does that have to do with our text? Caleb is with a group of people who have, who were interested in being free from Egypt. Mm -hmm. And you have those type of people in life. They want to get out of trouble but don't want to follow you to the promise. Mm. Uh, they want to be with you long enough for you to get them out. They want to be with you long enough to feel the effects of deliverance, but they don't want to walk the deliverance all the way out. And, and so Moses goes back to uh, uh, Egypt and delivers the Egyptians, uh, it delivers the Israelites out of Egypt. And when he delivers them, they are grateful to get out of Egypt. They are grateful to get across the Red Sea. But once they cross the Red Sea and see that Pharaoh and his army have all drowned, now they now start to turn. They start to murmur and they start to complain against Moses because now they are out of bondage, so they think. Mm -hmm. But they don't want to follow the procedure, the process that it takes to get from bondage to promise. Mm -hmm. And I don't know who I'm talking to in the room. Maybe I'm talking to you online. Welcome online. But there are people in your life that will follow you out of bondage but don't want to follow the process to total deliverance mm -hmm. and so when you get in the middle of your wilderness they are the first to turn on you when you get in the middle of your wilderness they are the first to leave you alone to back up when you get
get in the middle of your wilderness, they ain't got no money for you when you had money for them. When you in the middle of your wilderness, they don't have a, a kind word or a prayer for you like you labored in prayer for them. They not going to turn their plate down and fast for you like you were hungry and fasting for them because we are now in the middle of the wilderness and rather than walk out the process, I would rather go back to the place of my debilitation. And so, and so, uh, uh, Moses now has had these people, two million people, following him, murmuring and complaining. And now that they have died, now that they have been in the wilderness 40 years, and now that they are right at the precipice of their uh, Canaan, they are right at the gate of their Canaan, uh, 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 Moses sends spies into the land. And they go into the land, and they find that everything that Moses said about them, about the land, the land flowing with milk and honey. He talks about the fruits, the pomegranates, the grapes, the, 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 the shrubbery, the beauty of the land. And they go into and spy out the land. And they come back and they say, Moses, it is just like you said, but there are giants in the land, and there are the, there are the Jebusites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the, uh, uh, the, the Amorites. All of these ites are there, and we are unable to do it. Now, the only two people hmm, that have heard that started in Egypt and now are in Canaan are Caleb and Joshua, along with Moses. And Moses is now filtering out all of the negativity that the people are giving them. I don't know who I'm talking to in the room, but it's time for you to learn how to filter through the negativity. Negativity is inevitable. God's going to send some people in your life that are anointed to be negative. Uh, I don't know who I'm talking to. I ain't got no notes, so this is wherever it is. There are some people that God has anointed to be negative in your life. Not because he wants to discourage you. He wants to build your filter. Mm -hmm. He wants to build your ability to hear and not hear. He wants to build your ability to eat the meat and spit out the bone. Yeah. He wants to also push you in the back because he wants you to get such a tenacity that the more you tell me, and no, the more I'm going after it. The more you tell me I can't, the more I can rings up on the inside. I don't know who I'm talking to in the room, but anybody ever tried to discourage you and the more they discourage you, there's something on the inside say, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, I wish I could ignite that, ignite that in somebody today. I want you to get you to know that no matter how many no's are around you, there's a yes deep down in your spirit. Start listening to your yes. I don't know if that's for anybody, but if it ain't for you, it's for somebody because God wouldn't have given it to me. You got to start listening to your yes. I know your surroundings tell you no, but you got to start listening to your yes. I know all of the circumstances around you are telling you you can't, you won't, it's important possible it's improbable but you got to learn how to say ah even though around me says no there's a yes deep down on the inside of me and I'm going to filter out all of the negativity and move toward my yes Moses now is standing there thank you Lord Moses is standing there now waiting on uh, 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 to, to, to find an answer I know he's internally saying God please speak I need some thunder now God please speak I need to mount 
mountain to shake. God, please speak. I need that same fire cloud of fire that you find that we followed you here to show up. I need some kind of miracle to happen to prove to these people because uh, these ain't the same people that I brought out. These a whole new crop of people and even with the new crop of people, there's a new crop of negativity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I know you think if you change companies, the negativity will change. Huh? But if they don't see the vision, it doesn't matter if it's their children. They just don't see the vision. Mm -hmm. And so, and so Moses is now dealing with this. Now Moses is the leader. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Moses is the leader and Moses is being inundated with negativity. There are too many giants in the land. There are too many other people that we got to fight in the land. And, and see, they are covering every territory. So Moses, if we decided to go through the mountainous regions, they got people in the mountains. Moses, if we decide to go from the seashore around the ocean, there are people who live there. Moses, if we decide to sneak in through the back door there's somebody in the back and Moses it's impossible for us to make it in to where uh, we need to be and so although what you said is true I got the proof of it we can't have it mm -hmm. I don't know about you but that's something that makes me mad to tell me to show me something and then tell me I can't have it mm -hmm. that's gonna mess me up that's gonna ladies ain't no sense in you looking at me like you looking at me because some of y'all have taken a trip to the mall on a broke day and you walk through the mall and saw that pair of shoes and that shows that price of those shoes was more than you had in your pocket and something on the inside said I can't get it today but I'm going to get them shoes. There's a yes to them shoes on the inside of me. Oh, I thought that'll reach you there. Yeah, that, there's that dress. There's that dress that you normally wouldn't pay that kind of money for but it's so bad and you even went and tried it on and you stood in the mirror, the three mirrors and you turned around and you looked at yourself and you knew that once you wore that, you were going to kill them. You knew that once you put that on, you was going to turn it out. Huh? Men, don't leave it out because you, you, you'll walk in the store and see something on the mannequin and say, you know what? Yeah, get that two, three size bigger. I'm going to tear it up. I, I can't wear the mannequin size. Huh? That's for little boys. But, but, but I get it in grown man size. I'm going to tear it up. And you say, I ain't got it right now. I can't do it right. But hold on. That's what layaway is for. That's, that's what layaway. Layaway is a spiritual statement. Mm -hmm. Layaway says I can't have it right now. It's a temporary inconvenience because my pocket don't have it. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let temporary improbability stop me. Oh, so I put it on a situation. I put it on a plan where I know it's mine until I'm ready for it. Mm -hmm. That's what I came to tell you about your Canaan. Your Canaan is mine. The problem is we ain't ready for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Canaan is already yours. Because huh? when I look at this particular text I hear Caleb first of all Caleb speaks out of turn the people are telling Moses what they see and it's Moses as the leader it's his responsibility to speak to the will and to the desires of the people but Caleb mm -hmm, speaks out of turn he before Moses could get a word out Caleb says ah and and it says and Caleb quieted the people in front of Moses 
In other words, Caleb took over. Mm -hmm. I don't know who I'm talking to in the room, but although you have the negative people in your life, God will put your vision in somebody else's heart. Mm -hmm. They may not be the most talkative. They may not be the young person in the room. They may not be the one who's always vocal, but he's put the vision, your vision, in somebody else's heart. So when you get weak and don't feel like speaking up, somebody else will step out from behind you and quiet it to people. Yeah, 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 yeah. When people don't understand the vision, people don't understand where you're going, people don't understand how you're trying to get there, God will put somebody, somebody around you that, that will cuss them out right at the right time. I'm sorry. I know you too spiritual to be talking about cuss, but there's a spiritual cussing out that some people will give you. I know some people that won't ever use a negative word, mother, but when they get through with you, you won't have nothing else to say. You'll shut your mouth, bow your head, and get on out the way because they'll tell you what you need to know. They may use every scripture from Genesis to the maps, but they'll tell you your behind up, and then God will bring them out. God will bring them out of uh, out at the very right time. And Caleb quieted the people. He quieted the people before Moses. In other words, Moses steps back allows Caleb to walk in and says, hold on. I heard what everybody said. Uh, excuse me, excuse me, brother Moses, but can I have the floor? He says, let us go up at once. Mm -hmm. Because what we are experience is a temporary inconvenience. Mm -hmm. It's a temporary situation. Mm -hmm. But we cannot allow it to debilitate us from going into where God has for us. Mm -hmm. I know I know that you see the Canaanites, the Jebusites, the Amorites, the, uh, all of the other ice that are there. But they are temporary. Mm -hmm. How do I know? I know because God promised me. Mm -hmm. He promised me that I was going to walk into Canaan. He promised me that I was going to enjoy the milk and the honey. And God would not have allowed me to live all of these years. Because now, Caleb is not a young man. Caleb is the oldest of the tribe. Caleb is the oldest of over two million people. And, and so, other than he and Moses. And now, he's walking around. Old man says, let's go up at once. Why are we wasting time? with a temporary inconvenience. Huh? What does that have to do with your mouth? My mouth has given me a temporary inconvenience, but God is showing me right here and now that a temporary inconvenience won't stop me from doing what God has for me to do. Mm -hmm. I, on the way here, I prayed. I said, God, my mouth is messed up. How am I going to preach? He says, you're going to preach without notes. You're going to preach without a Bible. You're going to preach without anything. You're just going to stand up and open your mouth. And when you open your mouth, I'm going to speak for you. It's temporary. I've already put the word in you. Mm -hmm. And so all I need you to do is follow what I've already put in you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to catch this. It ain't point one, point two, point three. All of these are points for you. Yeah, you got to catch what God has already put in you. You cannot mess around and allow your timing to go by. It's an issue of timing with Caleb. It's not, a, it's not if we can go in. It's when we go in. He says, let us go at once. Because when it looks his worst, that's when you got to attack. Mm -hmm. See, you got to understand, when the enemy thinks he's scaring you, that's when you got to swing. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't swing now, you're going to give him the courage to keep putting stuff on you yet later. Yeah, if you back up and cower down now, if you 
cry now, then the enemy is going to keep on your track. He's going to heap more on you. But if you mess around with a tear in your eye and cock your fist back and swing at that sucker, he'll, uh, he'll back up. I don't know. The Bible says if you resist the devil, he will flee from you. All you need is the power to resist. Mm -hmm. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, start resisting. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We deal with Caleb now as he, he says there's an urgency in our approach. There is an urgency. There is something in me that says, although it looks insurmountable, although it looks impossible or improbable, you're going to have to jump at the chance right now. Although everything about this situation says, no, you better go get it right now. Let us go up at once. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, let us go, let us go, let us go, let us go. And then he answers the question of the crowd. He, he says, let us go up at once. The question is, uh, 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 why should we go up? Because there's so much proof that we should stay still. There is so much proof that we should stay here. That is so much proof that we should not move forward or we should not advance toward the goal even any further. Uh, he says, we got to go up now for we are where? able. Mm -hmm. He didn't just say we are able. He says we are above able. We have superseded the ability. Uh, I wish I could change the word in the scripture because I don't have it in front of me. But can I say we are God able. Uh, well for Caleb means that there's something above my own ability mm -hmm, that I have to depend on. If I depend on my own ability, I'm not moving any further from my seat. If I depend on my own ability, I would keep my notes in front of me. But I got to depend on the whale. Mm -hmm, yeah, because, oh, well, well, well. Well, God, thank you, Lord. Well means that, that, that everything is going good. Everything is favorable well also is a cistern in the ground mm -hmm, where fresh water can be dipped from mm -hmm. uh -huh. and so when Caleb says we are well able he means two things we we are abundantly capable of doing it within ourselves mm -hmm. but number two we have something else deeper to dip into Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as I got my dipper, I know that I can make it to my promise. Mm -hmm. I wish somebody didn't think it would look crazy. If you would just grab your hand, take your dipper, and take a dip from the well. Uh -huh. If you take a dip from the well, that's the extra power you need. Take another dip. If you take a dip from the well, that's the extra strength that you need. If you need to take another dip, if you take a dip from the well, that's the extra growth that you need. I know you don't have enough education, but take a dip. I know you don't have all the credentials you need for the promotion but take a dip I know you don't have all the money you need for the purchase but take a dip I know you don't have enough faith that you need to even get through the court case but take a dip I know you feel like you won't even make it through the stuff that's been going through your mind that you gonna lose your mind that you gonna crack up but I guarantee you if you take a dip the dip is deeper than your circumstance the dip is deeper than your dilemma the dip is deeper than your mental state the dip is deeper than your education the dip is deeper for than your whole being all you got to do is take a dip we are well able 
well able, let us go up at once. There is an urgency. There's an urgency because of the dip. I'm out of time now, so I got to wrap this up. I don't know how to wrap it up, but I'll wrap it up the best way I know how. There was a woman. Yes, Lord. There was a woman who was sitting before she got to church one Sunday. She she had an issue. She had a debilitating illness, that that, that uh, a birth defect, rather, that made her one leg shorter than the other. And so all of her life, she wore orthopedic shoes. She wore one shoe that was higher than the other shoe. And so she always walked like this because that was a balance problem because one leg was shorter than the other. And so she believed that God could heal her. And so um, they were having a revival service at her church. And on her way to church, she stopped at Payless and got her a pair of flats and put them in her purse. Well, it was ridiculous because the, the person who was working the cashier who was ringing up the flats noticed that this woman had a debilitating walk and even asked her, ma'am, what's going on with you? She says, I was born with a birth defect. One leg is shorter than the other and I have to wear this type of shoe to balance my walk out. And so uh, the lady wanted to question, well, why in the world are you buying flats? And so, so she went embarrassed the lady. She just assumed that she was buying shoes for someone else. Mm -hmm. And so the woman now puts the flats in her purse and she goes to church and, and the power of God is there. The power of healing is there. The spirit of God is moving across the, the sanctuary and the pastor stands and he says, I, I feel healing in the room and all of you that want to be healed, I need you to make your way to the altar. Mm -hmm. And so people started getting up from all over the auditorium and making their way to the altar to be healed and the woman didn't move. Mm -hmm. She didn't move at all and, and she sat in her chair and, and after a while, uh, as the people got up, she took the flat shoes out of her purse and she threw them up at the altar. Mm -hmm. The people start looking around, looking crazy at her because they were like, ma'am, you out of order. Why would you throw some shoes up here at the altar? And so the pastor caught wind of it. And the pastor said, mother, why would you throw your shoes up here at the altar? She says, don't pray for me, pray for the shoes. Uh, uh, and so uh, he was kind of perplexed at the moment, but he obeyed. And after, after he prayed for everybody else in the room, he, 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 he looked at the shoes and he asked the adjutant, to come and the adjutant came and he tripped all over the shoes and he laid his hands on the shoes and prayed for the shoes. Well, the woman never moved out of her seat until he finished praying for her shoes and so she got up out of her seat and there was no healing. She still continued to hobble and she hobbled all the way up to the altar and she asked Deacon Philip to, to bring her a chair and Deacon Philip brings her a chair and sits it at the altar. And yeah, you can bring that chair for me just sit it at the altar and and, and she sat down in the chair mm -hmm. and, and and so she grabbed the shoes that the man had prayed for and took off her big shoe mm -hmm. and put it on the ground and took off her regular shoe and put it on the ground and she put on the flats mm -hmm. and then jumped up out of her seat and began to walk regular mm -hmm. that some people were amazed other people were questionable and so they asked ah ma'am this must
must be a host. How is it that I, obviously you had a birth defect? We've been knowing you for years. How is it that you could get up here and, and now just put on some flat shoes and you able to walk around? You must be faking. You must be, be, be putting us on. You and the pastor must be in cahoots because he wants his offering to go up. Now, she said, no, 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 that's not it. She says, I was already healed before I left the house. Mm -hmm. But the reason that my healing had not manifested was because I hadn't put my faith in the right place. Mm -hmm. And so when you saw me throw my shoes up at the altar, what I was doing was throwing my faith to the place of my healing. Mm -hmm. And so when I got up here, I realized that, 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 that it wasn't my faith that was hindering me from walking upright. It was I was in the wrong shoes. Mm -hmm. And so I had to change my shoes in order to walk into my, my, my promise. That's all I got to tell you today. You can walk in your Canaan if you're willing to change your shoes. Yeah, You're going to have to change some friends, but you can walk right in your Canaan. Your faith is already at the place of your deliverance. That's why Caden said, let us go up at once. Caden, Caleb said, let us go up at once because he understood my faith is already there. I'm already eating the grapes. I'm already eating the bananas. I'm already, I wish I had a musician, mama, because I'd right here but my point is you got to change your shoes in order to make it to your cane and everybody's standing